Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Chris from Florida Hit Factory out in Naples, Florida. Pretty close to me, not super far, but excited to have you here. How are you today? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, fellow Floridian, I mean, we're enjoying what mid 80s every day. And, you know, I'm trying not to rub it in, I promise. This is me being (laughs) humble with a beautiful smile and a tan on my face all year round. (laughs) The best thing is, you know, we're nearing the Christmas season and I, I have to do it every year. Since I've lived in Florida, I've gone for a dip in the pool on Christmas just to kind of oh, rub yes. my family's face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's our first Christmas here, so we're excited for new Christmas traditions, not in 19-degree yeah. weather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Florida Hip Factory, give us kind of some background. You know, Chris, like, I guess a brief background here. What was it that led to you kind of starting this business? Yeah. So... I'll, I'll give you the big and the short all in one because it's, it's everything. So it's the universe, right? Uh, I truly, truly believe the universe delivered where I am today based on what I was putting out there. Because um, we go back quick and short story long. Um, I jacked my back up 2019, jacked it up again in 2021. Um, I reverted in, did a lot of uh, big meditation and envisioning and empowerment and knew I was at a turning point in my life. I left uh the insurance agency and sold that business up in Missouri. And I knew I loved being in the gym. Um, I knew I liked boxing. And before you know it, 67 gyms later of <laughs> ROI analysis, uh, I land on Florida Hit Factory. Uh, the numbers made sense. It was a brand new community to me, 1300 miles away with no family nearby, up and just leaving everything I had known for 40 years of my life. But I knew it was the right one. Because uh, why not, right? I, I live once and let's go to the beach and open a boxing gym and go play in the gym all, all day long. So what better job could I have other than maybe fishing, if I can get that going in the future. <laughs> but yeah, that's really what led me to buying this. I like buying businesses. I've been self-employed pretty much half or most of my life. I was never a good employee. I was always trying to take away that you would give me a job or task and do it quicker and get paid more to do it. And uh, that never sat well in corporate America. Um, so I knew quickly I had to be an entrepreneur. I like to go s- grab a challenge, uh, put my tweak on it, my marketing uh, emphasis, my charisma, and, and kind of just go at it. You know, that's that's kind of what led me there. I love it. I think that, you know, it was meant to be for you to be a business owner. You have like all the right characteristics, but coming from insurance to gym, that's massively different. <laughs> Being Crazy. a gym owner and you know running an insurance agency are so different uh, Night no and day. um yeah i get that question all day long too they're like what so you must own a gym in missouri huh? no no i worked out since i've been you know 12 um and that, that but you're right it a high level you would think so but when you really get down to the nitty-gritty of it and it really comes down to a good member experience mm-hmm. good marketing good processes and a good team business is really business Right. You could take me in an, uh, an ice cream shop tomorrow or a touristy shop or a flip-flop shop or anything, honestly. Thing. And yeah. if you have those kind of four core, we'll say pillars, mm. I think business is pretty easy, to be honest. Yeah. Now, I'm not a multimillionaire, kajillionaire by any means, but I get business, right? Marketing and sales and member experience and, and, and a good team. And 
so yeah, that's why I think I could do it. And that's what I was, I, I also worked with a consultant. I will be honest. I did pay some money to work with somebody who stubbed their toe before I did to get that mentorship and kind of help me review things and get certain processes in place. But aside that, yeah, why not? Um, you know, my next goal even blow your mind even bigger. I got no experience there, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you moved from insurance over to being a gym owner. You now have the Florida hit factory. It's your baby. Give us the best elevator pitch you can of who you are and what services you guys provide over there. Absolutely. And I, I used to have an elevator pitch for insurance that was crisp and it was professional. And I moved from that to me, right? Because that's just not me. And I, my old one used to be, I make insurance suck less, right? And everybody would laugh and they'd smile and I'd be like, it does, right? Insurance sucks and I make it suck less. So that's kind of what the same version is over here. If I were to really quick elevator pitch it is we make cardio suck less. Cardio sucks. We all hate it. Let's just be honest. Nobody likes a treadmill. Nobody's like a Stairmaster, but we do it. But if you can come in for 50 minutes and burn a thousand calories by hitting a punching bag, you're going to feel empowered. And it's so neat to see mostly women come in the gym and they have that first experience of whacking that heavy bag and they see it swing and they go, holy cow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, your boyfriend better watch out now, right? And they feel empowered. And it's so cool to see that. Or just to see, you know, the, the middle-aged dad like myself come in there for the first time. It kind of gets them that swagger back to them. Mm -hmm. So that's it, right? I make cardio suck less. You know, I make, I make cardio fun. Uh, so it's at the Hit Factory. You get your high-intensity workout with boxing and kickboxing. I love it. That's so fun. Working out too, like for, for most people, it's generally not something that they like wake up and look forward to every day. Mm -hmm. So we got to make it fun. Correct. Um, and Correct. that's why I love what, you know, I love group fitness and specifically like what you're doing where it's a little bit different. Um, it holds people's interest. I'm generally that, that type of person where unless I'm doing something high intensity and fun, like it doesn't keep my attention. I just get bored really, yeah, really yeah, mundane. And you're like, eh. yeah, yeah. I just don't want to go. I'd rather do other things right. with yeah. my life. So I love, I love what you're doing over there. Now, the bread and butter of what you do, and we talked about this a little bit off air, is kind of the group kickboxing and boxing classes. Now, within like other than that, do you guys have any other services available for your clients? For sure, for sure. So services would be kind of a, a big, big overlapping thing because in addition to personal training, that one-on-one, -on -one, that technique-driven, that very intensive, very close relationship kind of uh, with one-on-one, -on -one, and it's not your typical one-on-one, -on -one, you know, if you go to the gym and you're lifting weights and I'm spotting you bench and I'm counting your reps. No, this is footwork and drive and flexibility and mobility because with boxing, it all comes from the legs up. So if we can teach people to get that twist and get that motion, they really connect one day where they feel like an athlete. So one-on-one -on -one in our world is very much that mobility, flexibility, strength, and then the boxing. Um, but then it's the challenges that we just do month to month. So right now we're doing like a 21 days of fitness. It's just another engagement that we like to do with our clients. Because when I go to my normal gym, I go in there, I press weights. They only keep me engaged because they're 3.2 miles from my house. If they were 4.8, there's one other, <laughs> unfortunately, they wouldn't keep me personally engaged. So that was another thing that was really, really important to me is constant member engagement, giving them milestones to strive for. So we've got like uh, class clubs. 
like the okay. 50 and 0 club, kind of like Mayweather, right? It came from like the Floyd Mayweather kind of era, the 50 and 0. They get a special colored wraps for their wrist whenever they hit 50 classes, 100 classes. So those engagements keeping you striving, kind of like, like you said, a person like you that would get bored with the mundane of just coming in and punching a heavy bag. Well, now, you know, you're striving for that 100th class or 200th class or something like that. So constant member engagement is like, say, the biggest next part of our, our bread and butter of the group classes. Yeah. So, you know, you have the members, you have the fulfillment piece with the classes and then just keeping them engaged that helps with your retention and everything. I'm sure as well, people want to feel engaged. They want to know that they're part of something more than just a, just a gym and that they're more than just a number. So I love the engagement piece. Now, you know, you mentioned you have some one-on-one that's a lot of for like the technique and things like that. Um, what percent of your revenue would you say comes from that one-on-one every month? I'd have to put it at less than 20% currently. Um, and uh, it's up from when I took it over. It was next to exist, non-existent. I mean, no percentage. So while the business is up almost 70, 75% in eight months in overall revenue, about 20% of our current revenue, sometimes less is, is our PT packages. Um, and again, cause it's, it's a lot different, you know, that we get that a lot too. People want to come in, Hey, I'm looking to get better at bench press. I'm like, I got one here. That's not our forte though. You know, right. you really want to strengthen conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so 20% or less. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in that, in this industry for group training, that's pretty average, mm-hmm. less, less than 20% uh, for personal training for the style of gym is pretty average. Are you guys in a position where you would like to see that number increased as you scale? Um, yes and no, because it is, it's a smaller space. You know, we're 3,600 square foot space and the PT mm-hmm. area is not in the group area, but you, you kind of go through the current PT area to get to the group area. Okay. So while it's not inconvenient, I couldn't see it always, especially when my classes get full coming into the season we are now, December, January to you know, April, is you know, we'll have 30, 40 people kind of cycling in and out between classes. And to have that, um, if we go that direction, I have to take out what I would believe my current squat rack and put in a ring, then I'd have a dedicated personal training space. Then yes, but I'd actually personally like to see small group sessions happen. That's kind of been my goal from the beginning, like a small, intimate, eight, 10, 12 week kind of commitment at a higher price point than one-on-one and a higher price point, obviously, than group because they're getting that really intimate uh, kind of group setting. Um, We just haven't been able to kind of really pull that together yet. So that'd be my next personal ad is the small group uh, setting. I love that. I think that's a really good idea for both, you know, the both the reasons you expressed there little less expensive than one-on-one, but more high ticket than the large group. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are looking for that kind of more personalized direction. So there's definitely a market of people who would love a semi-private in this particular, you know, modality, kickboxing, boxing. Um, So kind of talk about the membership here. Do you guys just have one standard membership for your group classes or is there different levels to that? So I've added in uh, multiple levels since I took it over. Um, it was very one or two in the past with no real uh, introduction class, which is kind of uh, confusing to me, especially being that it's not like a gym, but even or even normal gyms even have a three day pass, seven day pass, some sort of right. check me out. Um, so I added in the intro, absolutely free. If you're a local, you come in, I put you in loaner gloves, let's go to work. 
Um, and then yes, we have three different levels. Um, so I give a pretty steep discount if they commit to me for a year. Um, and then the price goes up if they commit to seven months or a month a month. So we've got the year, seven months, and then a month a month option. Okay. Family plans uh, paired with that. And then we have the VIP kind of stuff that we talk like the secondary sale of, great, you signed up for your year with us. You can either pay in full and then you can add or, and or add on PT you know, at that time for discounts. So yeah, real three main levels. Yeah, I like the pay in full options for people, especially like, you know, when we're working with clients for several years, um, you know, I know you guys just opened up in March, but you're going to see like that there's people that will come back year after year. And those are the perfect people to be like, Hey, you're paying anyway, yep. let's commit to a full year. And then that's yep. more front end cash in the business for you from somebody that we know is going to be with us anyway. Um, I really, really that, think that's smart. Now, looking at the memberships, you know, how many members do you guys have in the facility itself? You're about 3,600 square feet. How many members do you have? With all, like, not just active accounts, because that's the only number really that matters to me, not the sub accounts, but total, total members. We're at about 520 total members. To kind of flex in and out of there, it'll get up to about 600 whenever I have my in-season snowbirds come in, because we've got a very big clientele and growing clientele of uh, Parkinson's uh, patients that we work with. Uh, it's a rock steady boxing program. It's a very specific, you know, demographic. Uh, unfortunately, they do have Parkinson's disease, but with rock steady boxing, they've found uh, boxing and high intensity interval training lowers or decreases the Parkinson's effects. So we're huge advocates for that. We're paired up with the Southwest Parkinson's Association and we run specific classes just for that. Um, so yeah, where we hover anywhere, I would say like the 560 to 600, depending on the snowbird kind of flux. Okay. Um, and those are, you said something there in the beginning that kind of confused me a little bit. Are those active accounts or like how exactly do you? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry. That's just like, I would say my back end admin talk. So when I say active member accounts, so there's probably what a hundred, I'd have to see exactly 130, 170 sub accounts in there that technically don't make quote unquote, make me money because they're part of a family plan. Um, oh, okay. So I say active accounts is more just like the base level for my okay. back end numbers, which okay. right now we're just shy of about 300. Okay. Well, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, is that a position where you guys are feeling pretty comfortable or would you ideally like to see those numbers continue to tick upward? Oh, for sure. Tick up. I mean, my, I believe maturity for this gym is going to be in the 700 range of active accounts with probably about a thousand total members based on the space, the usage, the class capability. I'm estimating to maturity to be right about there um, and where I want it. You know, if classes are always full and there's a waiting room, I don't want to be, you know, making members mad if they're paying for a subscription, they can't get into my 530 class. So I got to kind of manage that as well. It could come a little sooner. The nice thing though, kind of back to my first immediate need was I needed to replace myself. Yeah. And then I needed to replace an old income. That's slowly happening. But I'm also at the point too, where everything is 100% covered. We're 100% running in the black today and every bill's paid and my expenses are the highest they're ever going to be. Now, other than the growing lease expense, which it's another argument to be had. But uh, aside that, all my classes are covered. We're only going to be adding hmm, a handful more classes overall. So my expenses are only going to go up ever so slightly. So yeah, I'd like to see it tick up. Um, I'd be surprised if I didn't do 100% increase by this time next year 
So at my two year mark, if I'm not at that six, 700 mark, which would put me at about hundred percent increase from today, um, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that growth process. I mean, you seem like the type of guy who has a plan. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm talking to people on here who don't have a plan when it comes to the scaling process. So for you, what are you doing to increase those numbers, to get yeah. new faces in the front door of the Florida hit factory? So I, I think this is where I got a little leg up. And my consultant even told me this quite often when I was working with him is I come from the world of marketing and sales. First and foremost, I've always been a marketing and salesperson. Mm-hmm. And then I went as an insurance and I was actually loaned a lawn care company for a little bit. And I owned this part mold remediation company for a little bit. So again, the business never really mattered to me. Like I like fashion more than anything, but it came down to marketing and sales. And so your marketing doesn't matter if you don't have a sales process, right? And your sales process doesn't matter if you don't have good marketing. So they definitely go hand in hand. You know, that argument between the marketing and sales department will always happen, but we need you both. You know, I got to get leads, like you said, knocking on the door, and then I got to have a process of closing them and nurturing them and getting them in, you know, through the process. So I think I had a leg up in there because in insurance, I was very much a marketer. I mean, I'm competing with the Geico's and the progressives and the big dogs of the world. And I was just little old me with my $2,000 a month budget and they're spending, you know, hundred grand a month budget. So I understood uh, Facebook ads. That's kind of honestly my current bread and butter is Facebook ads. Um, they fluctuate in price. You got to be careful with it now. The algorithms are ever so changing. I've been fortunate enough. I've just ran hundreds of thousands of dollars in ads prior to owning a gym. Uh, I'm not a guru. There's people that are way, way better than me at it. But getting your foot in it, not just boosting it, knowing your market, call to actions, cleanish looking landing pages, I believe have really helped us. Um, and then automation. I was a big component uh, or a big advocate of uh, automation when I owned insurance and brought it over to the gym world. The second you click on one of my ads, you're getting correspondence from me and the team. A call is happening, a text message, an email, and that nurturing process happens at every step of the way to getting you to book an appointment, to getting you to show up for the appointment. To, if you didn't close for today, why didn't you close? And we keep nurturing or keep nurturing it. So yeah, um, my biggest component for the increase was I took a marketing budget that was X and I increased it by 10 times. I'll be honest, it's unfortunately that simple. But then the sales process, you know, I, I know sales and I know process and I know how to ask for the sale and present an ABC you know, a, choice. Too many gyms as well. Hey, here's our one price. You only give me a choice between yes and no. And I don't like that choice. I'd rather give them a choice between yes and yes. And so that's been just kind of like my sales background, I think is kind of what brought me a little leg up there because you're right. I, I've tried buying another gym actually last month uh, in the area and I went in and I'm talking numbers with them. And unfortunately, to your point, they were a personal trainer first and then a business person. So their business was 90% of their personal training revenue and they were trying to sell it. And and I had to unfortunately have that unfortunate conversation to say that doesn't add up for me trying to buy it as a business owner, right? Unless you're selling it to another personal trainer, it doesn't, it's not a business. And then we look at the marketing. It's kind of the same conversation. Hey, what are you spending on marketing? I spend $300 a month. Oh man, that's, how's that working for you? You know what I mean? So that's the first bill that gets paid every month. I mean, it's lease and then it's my marketing budget. First two bills that get paid every month. I love it. It's so smart. And Facebook in 2022, like it's proven, we've seen it, that it's proven to work when done right. 
Mm-hmm. And you've obviously seen that because that's what your your bread and butter of your marketing sa- sounds like it's going toward those types of ads. On an average month, how many new leads would you say that you get from your Facebook marketing? Uh, so it's Facebook and Instagram, as we know. Uh, and mm-hmm. I almost link in uh, or I, I, I bulk in TikTok as well. Okay. I do Google in a whole nother category because those are expensive, but higher, higher results. But I would say on average, we're probably cycling through about two to 300 uh, total leads a month between Facebook, TikTok, uh, Google, random emails and walk-ins, I would call kind of all in that area. Pure paid, we're probably looking at about 200 to 150 of pure, pure paid traffic. Um, and our conversions are, I would say, close to industry standards all the way down, about 50% book about 65% to 75% actually show up. Um, and then we've got probably an 80% closing ratio, almost 90% closing ratio. Um, so we get them in the door, I know we'll close them. Um, member experience, good coaches, good intro process. We really, really make them feel good. So uh, if I can get you here, I'll close you. You know, that's, that's just it. Um, but it's, okay. we got to go through a lot of stuff. As you know, being a gym owner too, this anxiety of just showing up, yeah. that scares the heck out of a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, looking at those numbers there, I feel like, you know, an 80% close rate is amazing that that conversion piece in this industry average is only 60%. So you're 20% higher than industry average when it comes to your close rate. Now, you know, the book, the show rate, do you think that there's any room for you guys to grow in that area? Oh, to for sure. Higher than that industry average. For sure. And I think that would maybe drive down our close ratio because we'd be we'd have more at bats, right? I think we're just really good at our at bats. But I think if we had doubled our at bats, we would have to probably come down some, which I'd be okay with. Right. But yes, that's been my back end like almost every single day. I'm in and looking at, and I'm running anywhere from three at the minimum ads at a time in Facebook, upwards of 10, depending if I'm testing out stuff and doing A B testing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, find out what works. And that's another thing that people, unfortunately, if they have a, such a small budget, they can never really tweak and change like ad copy or pictures or conversions or anything like that. So yeah, I think we can get better at the overall uh, conversion from lead to booking. And then obviously booking to, con- to, to showing up can both go up, I'd say so, at least some. What are some of your ideas on ways that you're going to increase those in those areas? Um, the showing up, um, I, I'm, I'm going to bribe them. Um, you know, it works for my kids. It works for me. It works for it humans. works. It works. It works. It works. You know, come show up now. Not only save your life. You know, stop being overweight, but get this free gift card for over here, or get a free meal at, at, at this elite nutrition. It's this place two doors down from me that has prepaid or prepackaged meals. Some sort of enticement. Just get here, because then I know when you get here, me spending a hundred bucks on ten people, I know I'll close. You know, eight of them right? Or six of them at least. So I think a little bit of enticement, a little bit of bribery, because um, I think I think we're doing a really good job with like the whole auto text, like your dentist does. Like, hey, your appointment's tomorrow, your appointment's in 30 minutes, like your, your, your reminder today is very good. <laughs> so those little things have increased us like 10 points already with those mm-hmm. reminders in there. Um, the conversion, I, I believe the lead to booking, I can increase that with maybe adding a little more friction in that process. So I don't think I'll get more conversions. I think I'll just get a higher quality, which should in turn be more show ups uh, if they're higher quality or more higher intent lead. And that's just a matter of going from Facebook forms to over to click funnels. And I've been toying with that over the past three months too, kind of just seeing 
I'm getting less leads, but is it higher intent? What's my conversion ratio? And actually at the end of this month, I kind of step back and look at that 90 day picture and say, all right, which way am I going to go? Am I going to keep going both ways? So I'm always kind of toying with something. That's just so fun for me. I really, really enjoy that aspect of it because it's it's like a game. It's like chess. Like I'm just kind of constantly moving pieces and having fun with it and let my team just take it away. Yeah, I could talk marketing and sales with you all day, but we don't have a lot of time. Left, so look, Chris, tell me, you know, what you feel like your biggest bottleneck is in the business and what are you going to do to overcome that? Obviously, you have a really good head on your shoulders and I think you have a really good understanding of the business, but we all have challenges and bottlenecks. And I would love to know kind of what's that one thing for you. You know, I've thought about this and I, I, I guess still get on my calls with my consultant. He's like, Chris, great, man. Everything you're kicking butt. They like what? Uh, and I, he feels stumped. And we kind of go into a couple of things, little tweaking of processes and this and that because of my scalability, I'm ultimately creating a book. So obviously I can go to the SBA or a bank and say, Hey, I need $10 million, you know, give it to me. So I wouldn't call that my bottleneck because that's what I want. That's, that's something that has to happen for the scalability is I need to create a marketing plan, a business plan that I can sell to investors to go get money to, to scale up. Um, so my bottleneck is really just being patient um, because I, I, I want to go get on the thoroughbred horse and finish first, but I know I got to finish in third first. Right. And it wasn't a bad year. We had a, a great freaking year. That's just it. I could take off and go to Bora Bora today for a month. And my business would still do X, which is beautiful, right? It would, we wanted to make sure it wasn't reliant on me. So I would say, I, I'm trying to really honestly be humble, but I don't believe I have a, a real bottleneck in my future. Uh, just being my own kind of worst uh, critic, right? Hey, be slow. It is process. Remember the process. You know, everything's going the right way. Metrics are good. So I don't know. I wish I had a better subjective view of what my true bottleneck was, but I'd say, Hey, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm ready to rock and roll. And by March, I'm going to be opening my second location and just kind of making sure I kind of just keep my head there though, I think would be my own. If that's, if that's even a bottleneck. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I think you're the type of person that even when faced with a challenge, you probably don't see it as a challenge because you just are going to keep going no matter what, um, keep pushing kind of guy. Um, so what's your vision with this business? Like if, you know, talk to me about, I guess, those immediate goals that we talked about before the podcast, and then, you know, where you're looking to take this down the road and also like what you see your role as a business owner being, as this thing continues to grow and scale. Well, I know there will come a talk whenever my foolish head will think about franchising and it's a very... I wouldn't say foolish, but it's obviously a very long, expensive, is it worth it process. And that's kind of what it is to me. Do I need to make X or am I okay making this? And I think I'm on the ladder now at my point in life, you know, turning 40, if I can get my boat, I can golf, I can see my kids do everything in life. Eh, do I need more? Probably not. But I say that now. My immediate goal still written on my bathroom mirror as I wake up and see every single morning is 10 gyms in five years. Like I said, I've had the goal of taking over the Gulf Coast all the way up to Destin, to Panama City Beach, Tallahassee, Tampa, Bradenton, you know, all the way down. I would love 10 gyms in five years because I believe our model is different. You know, there is other boxing clubs out there. But again, I don't believe they're as central focused as we are in member engagement and things of like that. So that'd be my immediate uh, and long-term kind of goals wrapped up in one. That's where I would like to see it go next is keep on scaling it. I've created a process now where I would then just manage my regional managers, my regional managers manage my managers, 
And then I would kind of step back and just manage yeah, my three to four regional managers. Um, and I pay them lucrative. We didn't get into that here, but I believe I have such the team I have with the no turnover that I've had because my manager, she's an equitable partner and my regional manager is going to be an equitable partner too. And with the contract too, that if they ever go lame, I can buy you out for a dollar. So they always got to be on the ball. They don't get to kick their feet up any day. They got to work, right? They got to work hard at it, but they also get a percentage of the profits, which that's what I'd want. And that's why I told them I've designed my business reverse engineered and said, if I was a member, what would I expect? If I was a coach, what would I expect? If I was a, ma a manager, what would I expect? I believe if you flip the script that I could personally be happy working for myself and being a member at my own gym. So I believe that's going to be part of our success is that I really am kind of flipping the script. I'm not all about the greed. I'm not just trying to pay somebody's salary and work them hard. You know, I mean, work hard and we're all going to go, go party and have a good time. So I think that's all kind of in my vision as well as take care of your people and they're going to take care of you. Right. hundred percent. I'm excited for this growth process, like with the gym, but off air, you shared some personal goals that are not even related to the gym itself. So say you get your 10 gyms in five years, you reach that goal. What comes next for you? Because I think it's okay as a business owner to be selfish and think about what, what comes next for you as a business owner. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I got that kind of written down today that, you know, I want to own a golf course, but of course it's going to be around a gym. You know, I want the gym at there at the country club or whatever version of it is, but to own a golf course would just be stellar. You know, if I can go achieve fitness while owning a golf course and my 10 gyms in Florida while fishing and golfing and, uh, and swimming in the ocean, I mean, why not? Right. I mean, if you can write your own story, why, why not literally write it to, to the way you want it to be? So yeah, that's my current and who knows. And that was just today. And I imagine in 10 years, it's going to be in something more grand and more, more crazy, but why not? You know, I'll just keep on shooting for the, the biggest and uh, keep on going. I love it. It sounds amazing. I need to check out the gym and then hopefully eventually down the road, check out your golf course. I've never played golf a day in my life, but good. We'll have, we'll have coaches and trainers there to get you up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where can our listeners go to find you guys online if they want to follow your journey? For sure. For sure. Obviously we're on all the Instagram and Facebook. You just search up Florida hit factory. Uh, there's only one other, we'll not say imposter out there, but Florida hit factory is the real one. It's H I I T for high interval uh, intensity training. Um, Florida hit factory.com obviously uh, and Instagram. We're pretty, obviously uh, pretty active on there and it's just Florida hit factory. So we'd love to have you come on down. If you listen to this, even if you're not local, I'll give you that whole local uh, just come on in, check us out thing. If you're a local gym owner or business or whatever it is, and just wants to chat, I'm hundred percent open. Awesome. Chris, thanks for being here today. It was so insightful talking with you and learning about what you're doing over there. Um, and listeners, if you tuned into the show today and you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. And if you have a gym and you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you and get you on an episode. Thank you all for listening today. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Shane and Cameron from Lakeside Fitness in Clarksville, Virginia. Welcome to the show, you guys. How are you both doing today? Doing good, man. Doing great. How are you guys doing? I am uh, doing pretty well, you guys. Thank you for asking. And, you know, I'm very excited to have you guys here on the podcast to learn more about your gym business because we had a, you know, brief conversation before the podcast started about how it got here, where it is now. Um, But before we dive into the business side of things, I'm curious, you know, for myself and for the listeners, what was that driving force that got you both into this gym business? Well, uh, I'll put it to you like this. I've been um, I've been an entrepreneur in, in sales most of my life, and I've been in a car business for 25 years. And I was an athlete in high school and college. Um, fitness was, you know, a very big part of my life. So um, in the car business with the crazy hours, it was always hard to find that right place to work out. And, you know, not naming names, but, you know, several gyms locally when I was, you know, working in the business, I'd get off work and there would be closing, <laughs> you know, before I could even get started with my workout. And um, I ended up having to uh, get a membership at one of the uh, major uh, brands. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't my type of gym. And not to say that it's not a good gym, um, you know, it, it helps a lot of people, but it just wasn't my type of gym. And it just kind of got me started thinking about, you know, I wanted a gym that was open 24 seven, that people that had my schedule could work out anytime they wanted to. And it was a gym that was a fitness for everybody. Um, it wasn't for one, one type of workout or whatever the case may be. Anybody who wanted to work out whatever type of workout they wanted to do, we had it and it was available. And we wanted something that was very much non-intimidating and very much inviting um, because, you know, one of the things that I like to do is encourage people and, you know, fitness is a big part of your lifestyle. And so I want people to be encouraged, not just, you know, distracted or intimidated when they walk in the door. Cause you know, I noticed by, you know, doing my workouts, I'd come into the gym and people would ask me, you know, questions like, Hey man, what are you doing today? What do you think I should do today? And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking you've already messed up because, if you don't have a plan coming in, then typically what happens is people walk around, try to figure out what to do, end up on the treadmill and ultimately on their way out the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, we got to figure out a way to stop that from happening, to find out what people's why is when they come in so we can get something designed for them so they stay. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's kind of how it all got started. It was just a big passion of mine. And, you know, I knew based on my experience how a lot of other people probably felt and what they were looking for in a gym. And that's kind of what I wanted to create. Okay. So Cam, how did you get into this, you know, gym business as well? Well, for me, it was kind of, it was kind of funny right at the time he was really thinking about doing it. I was, I had just been getting into fitness big time. I was, I was a stick, man. I was 115 pounds. I was so scrawny and skinny. And, you know, I woke up one day, <laughs> And uh, my general manager at my job at the time, he lifted every day, knew what he was doing, uh, which is funny. He's actually, it's actually the guy we hired to run our second location. So it's funny how that worked out. Mm -hmm. But he trained me, man. And I just woke up one day, I was like, this has got to change. So I was really getting into fitness. So when he brought the idea to me, I was like, heck yeah. So, you know, now, I mean, it's, you know, it was a little nervous, obviously, when you go into anything. But 
Um, but now I've, you know, I've put on 60 pounds. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, my goodness. Okay. So, you know, for the listeners understanding you guys, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what it is that you do for your current members in terms of service, like, you know, like service offerings? Absolutely. Uh, Dad, you want me to take this one or you want to go ahead? You're good. So one thing I think we stand out with, you know, with all our current members and this is a huge thing in the industry and we've had so many awesome testimonies so far, but when you go to a major, a lot of your major uh, chain or corporate gyms, a lot of times, you know, you walk in, you scan your key card and that's it. You don't usually ever get to know the staff, you know, it's just a scan workout leave. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we wanted to change here because, you know, if you look at your demographics and the, <laughs> type of people that come in a lot of people quit after a few weeks of coming because they're not motivated so building that one-on-one personal relationship with people when they come through the door and they feel like family and the vibe here is that we truly do care Mm -hmm. that means the world to people because they feel like they can approach you they feel like they can ask questions you know hey how do i use this or hey can you help me get started on a plan what should i be eating stuff like that they feel comfortable um, talking to us about that and just with our app alone we have our own app on the app store and with the app we actually provide oh man thousands of pre-built workout plans that every new member um, and current member is able to go right on the app so if they've never lifted it a day in their life they can go onto our app and get on a plan immediately for free we provide that for free mm-hmm. for every single member and you know we, we really do try to connect with every single member that comes in here we want them to feel like family because if you if you feel important somewhere you're going to want to go back mm-hmm. you know whether you yeah. may wake up one morning and you don't even have the motivation to work out but it's that simple mind factor of i really like those people they make my day better i'm simply going to go because i just enjoy talking to them when i go in they make my day better so that's really what we try to branch out and and do differently than most places man we really try to make a connection with every member yeah so you want to have that personalized approach. So, you know, with that, you know, what kind of services do you offer to your clients? Open gym, personal training, small group. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. So uh, 24 hour access. Um, we have personal trainers. We do group classes um, all during the week. Uh, we have a smoothie bar. We have childcare. We have tanning. We have saunas. Um, a lot of stuff in the facility itself that we offer to all our clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 24 seven open gym access with the key card, you got that personal training. So is that mainly one-on-one or kind of like semi-private? Yeah. So the personal training, it's a more one-on-one. So we, the way we do our trainers, um, they're all independent contractors. Um, we're very thorough on who we select to be the trainers when they come in. Yep. Uh, Cause I think that's really important. You know, a lot of times at other gyms, if, if you're working with a trainer that actually works for the gym, from nine to five and they're getting paid hourly. My outlook on that has always been, they're looking at their clock. They're waiting to get waiting off. Waiting to clock. leave. Yeah. To five, man. So if you find these people that are, that's their business and they're 1099 contractors, their clients have to succeed. Otherwise they're not going to succeed because mm-hmm. if their clients aren't succeeding, they're going to cancel and they're not going to keep paying them. So mm-hmm. they care on a whole nother level to make sure their class succeeds. So, yeah, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll interject on something about that, too, because one of the things that we try to do differently is we try to provide an atmosphere for the trainers also that's um, that's enjoyable. Um, you know, the relationship between us and the trainers, we don't just hire any trainers. Um, definitely want to get to know them first because I want to kind of know what are they in it for? Because mm-hmm. if 
if I'm allowing my members to work with you, I want to know that they're getting the best possible um, workout, the best, you know, somebody who actually cares about them as well. And mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, we've got some great trainers, but we tried to make that environment as appealing as possible. So the trainers enjoy it as well. Okay. So with all those services there and the 1099 trainers, you guys have two locations. So I'm curious, you know, how many people are you serving between those two locations combined? So right now, where are we at, Cameron? Somewhere around 1,000, 1,050 members between the two locations? Between the both locations, I would say 1,100. Really close, really close to 1,100, yeah. Okay. okay. So with the first location, how large is that facility? Wow. So the first location, what are we about? Uh, 5,500 square feet, Cameron. Um, so the first one, you know, that was our get started one. Um, mm -hmm. That's in Clarksville and um, a great town. Um, and, you know, we were just very blessed at the at the property that we were able to get. And this this first location, we had to lease the building. Um, yeah. but one of the things that I looked for when I was trying to find a building was something that had a separation to it, because that's one of the things that we do is I want to separate the cardio strength training side from the free weight side. Mm -hmm. um, again, eliminating that intimidation factor. So, you know, when we say we're fitness for everybody, that includes the youngest to the to the seniors. So, mm -hmm. you know, somebody's never worked out before in their life or someone's a senior and they just want to come in and get some cardio in or whatever, but they don't want to be around the noise or the the free weights, then it is separated. So they can still feel comfortable in our facility. So we found a building that um, crazy enough is right on the main strip of Clarksville and it was absolutely separated down the middle. Mm -hmm. And so you had two sides and, you know, so we were able to go in there and do like what we had planned, put the cardio, the strength training on one side with the tandem beds, the other side's got your full line of uh, free weights. And it seems to work out really well. I think that the members really like that. Okay, so with the second location, how large is that facility? So the second the location, we ended up doing a different route. Um, okay. We ended up buying the building. Uh, we bought an old carpet land building. And what I loved about it, number one, was the location. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic, centrally located in Danville, easy to get in and out of. Um, and the building itself was was shaped exactly the way I wanted to, to use it for that facility. So we've got about 10,000 square feet there. And... Um, it's very unique. So you walk in and uh, we actually left a tile walkway that was there with carpet land. It's the only thing from carpet land that we left, but it's pretty cool. It's like a golden uh, tile. So it takes you from the entrance to the front desk. And it's almost like, you know, follow the yellow brick road, come to the front <laughs> desk and we'll help you. But on one side of the tile is our cardio. On the other side is full line of strength training equipment. And, um, but then we've got a back section that was the warehouse at Carpetland that we turned into more of a, um, this is, the, this is the go-getters, man. We've got, you know, the turf back there, the, um, the, uh, oh my gosh, Cameron, what's the word I'm looking for, um, where they can deadlift, they can, um, you know, all the things that, you the know, strength you training, uh, section. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It's back there and, and you can be a little bit louder in different things. So it was, it was broken off perfectly. And then we've got the classroom at the very back of the building, which is, is really cool. Um, you know, the one thing in Clarksville, it's a smaller, it's a smaller facility and we hate it cause we, we want to be able to do more things, but we've absolutely maxed out the space in Clarksville, mm -hmm. um, Danville, we've got a little bit more room to do some things. Um, so it's pretty cool. But the, the general philosophy is, is there is, you know, you want to split the two up 
so that you take away that intimidation factor. Yeah. Okay. So before the podcast, we did speak about the second location. It has about 300 members right now. And, you know, you spoke about your goals. So why don't you talk about your goals for the second location in terms of membership base, 10,000 square feet. What's the membership base goal there? So, you know, I based it off of one of the gyms that, you know, I, I, I went to when I was working in the car business and I used to have a lot of talks with the management there and kind of, um, you know, what their membership was and so forth. And our gym is as big as what their location was. And at the time when I was talking to them, they had 8,000 members and I'm right. like, wow, um, mm-hmm. obviously you don't see all 8,000 members in there. Right. No. So, yeah, I'm thinking with our philosophy and the way we do things, um, you know, we're not, we don't have the price point that they had. Um, mm-hmm. And that was their, that's probably why they had 8,000 members, you know, their price point and they didn't expect the people to come. So I get it. You know, the volume game over everything. Yeah. Right. So, and, and then you have a lot of gyms that um, they only service small amount of clients, but their, their prices are, they're up there. Well, they have mm-hmm. to be in order to stay in business. So we kind of wanted to be that middle ground It's okay. you know, we provide a facility that was, um, that was good for everybody. It was, uh, we have all the good equipment, the, the whole nine yards, but we're not that um, completely low price point, but we're not outrageous either. Mm-hmm. So um, we get that mix. So our goal, you know, at that location minimum is going to be about 1500 members. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I see people coming in and out of that other gym where they had 8,000 members, I'm like, with the population of this, the city, you know, 1500 shouldn't it's be very possible. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't be 44,000 population um, and wanting 1500 people out of those people, you can definitely get them in. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, what are you guys doing for your marketing side of things? Is it more of the, you know, person to person word of mouth or is it on the social medias and doing paid advertising? A so, lot of the marketing right now is um, a ton of it is word of mouth, word of mouth. And yeah. You know, our family, our family alone is um, pretty known in the city of Danville with my dad being in the car business for, oh my gosh, forever, all of our mm-hmm. family. And then the general manager that we hired to run this location, you know, he was at, he was the uh, general manager at Shoe Carnival for, oh my gosh, forever. So, so many people knew him. And um, so between all of our families, you know, it's word of mouth and we advertise on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, man, we do we do a lot of other marketing ideas, um, mm-hmm. just getting out in the community and taking advantage of a lot of the events that we're able to when it comes to Halloween and Christmas and a lot of these events that the community holds. We try to get involved wherever we can to to get our name out there. So, you know, we we try to get around as much as we possibly can. Yeah. yeah. And, Shane? No, I was just going to say one of the things, you know, and I've learned this for you know, I'm 50. So uh, I've been doing this for a long time. As far as the sales is everybody you talk to, let them know what you do. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that has a big effect on it because a lot of people just don't know. And, mm-hmm. you know, even as, as nice of a location as we have, um, as many people as we know, there are still so many people that don't even know that we're there. Mm-hmm. And so, and, 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 you know, that, that's the thing is how do you get the word out and let everybody know that, that you're there? And how do you let everybody know what, what do you have to offer them? Why should they step in your door? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're having to take a little bit of a different approach in Danville than what we did in Clarksville. Clarksville, we're on the main strip. And if you're coming to Clarksville, chances are you're going to have to pass by my gym. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got There's no choice, big signs on both sides of the building and out front. And you know, we've had a lot of people. Oh, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know there's a gym here. You know, they just walk in. Mm-hmm. Well, the location we have in Danville, um, 
it's it's off by itself. So unless you're just coming over to that area for something, you're not going to pass by my place. Mm-hmm. So now the the object is how do I get you to my place? Mm-hmm. And, and and hey, I'm sure that's what everybody is you know, trying to figure out the uh, the answer to that. But um, we do a lot of social media advertising, and like he said, a lot of word of mouth. Just tell people and and be involved in the community. That's the other thing. Not only can we truly help our community, but it also gets the word out about who we are as well. And testimonies, you know, testimonies go a long way. My wife is a trainer here, and she just had one of her clients tell her the other day. She said you know, this is literally the greatest gym I have ever been in. I just absolutely love the vibe here. I love everything about it. And she told her in her words, quote it, she said, you know, here, I don't feel like that fat kid that comes in where everybody's watching me. I just feel so welcomed here. And it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And that alone will spread like wildfire because when she tells her friends and those friends tell their friends, you create that downline of endless amount of people hearing about Lakeside Fitness and and what we're about and what we're trying to change in the industry. Yeah, it's always always good to take advantage of the word of mouth and the, you know, the connections within the community because that's obviously the best option in terms of like conversion rates and trust with like with the business, right? So you did mention that you do these social media advertising. So is that more on the organic side or do you actually like run paid advertising campaigns to your communities? Um, I mean, we, sometimes we will run, you know, a paid advertisement on Facebook, like a campaign. That's honestly very rare that we do that. Um, I think we have like 1700 followers um, just in the few months of being on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're at 600 on Instagram. So you know, a lot of it is just us creating a post and getting it out there and sharing it and have other friends and family sharing that post. Um, you know, if we're trying to do a big special, for instance, like right now, you know, we were doing um, a sign up right now and get your first month childcare for free if you have kids. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, generally, we'll go in and maybe run like a $10 uh, campaign ad to get the word out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I think one of the biggest things with the social media, uh, we're pretty good at putting stories up every day. And so just we stay relevant and people start to see it. And it's just cool stuff that, you know, if if you make something generic and post it, people are going to pass right by it. And we've learned you've got to make it personal. You've got to make it something that's eye catching, that's going to catch somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think we do a pretty good job of that. We're not experts by any means, but um, not to be paying an outside company to do it. Um, you know, I think we do pretty well. Okay. So I'm curious guys, you know, I like to ask this next question because it not only gets me and the listener thinking, but also you two. So in the business right now, what do you guys think is the biggest bottleneck that is keeping you guys from getting to that next level? So the 1500 members at that second location. Um, well, we've only been open for a few months. Um, so honestly, and, I, you know, I think a lot of people will agree with during the gym business, I'm sure they experience the same thing. But typically, August to December, really tough on gyms. That's when a lot of people start dropping their membership uh, that, you know, you got holidays coming up. They're shopping back to school. A lot of stuff. Parents are busy. So, you know, that's kind of the slow season. So for us to open up in the midst of all of that and already at 350 members here, you know, I think. I think we're on to something really great. Um, I would say that next push to get to that 1500, 
is still honestly just for people to know that we're here, mm-hmm. to know where we're located and that we're here. Um, yeah, I'll give you a prime example of that, Joseph. Um, you know, we were talking about doing things in the community. So Danville has a um, an event at uh, one of the parks that's called Baloo Park. And basically it's the, uh, they get a bunch of businesses together, whoever wants to participate and you can do like a light show. They give you like a little section, a little spot in the park mm-hmm. and they allow the residents you know, to drive through. It's like a Christmas light show from, was it December 7th through like the 21st or something like that. And, um, you know, so one of the things that we did, number one, Trent, our general manager in Danville, he's an artist and he's fantastic. So he created really cool. um, Oh my gosh. We got like an eight foot Santa Claus with Mrs. Claus. We've got three or four elves and they're all you know, what we wanted to depict was fitness for everybody. So we've got an older elf or younger elf, an in-shape elf, you know, big Santa Claus with Mrs. Claus. And then we did a four foot, yeah, we did a four foot by four foot QR codes. Mm-hmm. I said, if people are going to be driving by, what a great opportunity that every time they see our site, there's a big QR code that says, scan me. And mm-hmm. it'll take them right to a link where they can save money on a membership or find out who we are that maybe they don't know who we are. And so taking advantages of those types of opportunities, I think is huge um, because I think so many times they might drive by and see the name and never remember it. So how do you get them to remember it? Uh, Put something where they can scan it, it's on their phone. Mm -hmm. And so thinking outside the box on certain things like that, I think really helps. Yeah, so really taking advantage of any kind of opportunity that you can that, you know, is there because why not, right? Um, So. I'm curious, guys, for both of you, what is that one piece of advice that you guys wish you had when you first got into this gym business? Wow. Um, Well, I'll tell you this. um, It's not easy. So, you know, I know a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of people say, man, I wish I would have just done this, or I wish I would have just done this. And, you know, definitely come into it with a game plan. But for me, faith is everything. Pray a lot about it. And as you pray, ask God which steps he wants you to take and then allow him to make up the difference because there's no way I could have done everything I've done on my own. If God hadn't um, put his blessing on it and, and met me where I was, it wouldn't have happened. So I would say do a lot of praying, um, do a lot of research, think about it, um, but care about people. Um, I would say, more than anything, really, uh, just take care of people. And if you take care of people, I really believe that they're going to tell others. And that's the, that's the thing is, do you truly care or are you mm-hmm. there just to, to make money, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, it's a passion. So it's not like work, you know, I still work a full-time job. So that's something maybe people out there don't know. Um, I think people think, oh, you own two gyms. You're this rich guy that does this. Well, you know, man, I'm out there busting my tail. I'm in the real estate business now because I needed something more flexible where I could, you know, I could focus on the gym, but, but I've got to be able to make money also until the gyms get to the point where they support me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I care more about uh, what they provide than, you know, it's supporting me right now. And I know one day it will um, because I have confidence that it's going to be great, but yeah, definitely plan way in advance, do a lot of praying and yeah. and hear God on it. Because it is, it's a lot of work. And, you know, like he said, a lot of people do get that, that image and you will have 
you know, some members because, you know, in the gym business, one piece of advice, like you said, what I would give to people if they're starting this is off the beginning, you're going to have to realize you'll never please everybody. And um, that's one thing you have to go into the business understanding because, um, you know, you're going to take a lot of hits and a lot of um, criticism from people, um, you know, people, people come up to the desk on you and they're just like, uh, you know, y'all need to get this or y'all need to get that. And people will assume you just make a lot of money, not realizing, you know, he's, he's a realtor working, you know, 12 plus hours a day while running two gyms and busting his tail day and night. So it's, uh, it's not easy and you're definitely not going to please everybody. And luckily we've built a strong team of uh, great employees. Now we got two employees in Clarksville and they are just, they're fantastic. And, um, you know, and it's, it's honestly, you just have to, I would say 95% of your members are, they see what you do and they're very grateful and, and they literally make, they make this life amazing. They really do. Because when you have members that come in and you know them by name, um, Larry, Wayne, like when they walk in every day, that <laughs> brightens my day immediately. I'm like, I love these guys. They are so awesome. And it makes my day a million times better. Just the fact that I get to talk to them while they're in there working out. It's amazing when you have members like that. Um, but like I said, you're going to have the ones that, you know, walk in and, you know, they're only going to tell you what's wrong with the place. And, and is that all you do is sit behind the computer, not knowing you're going through uh, transactions after transactions, finding mm-hmm. the payments that declined and trying to settle up all this money. And, and you're checking things all day just to get caught up on your feet every day. So it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it. I um, mean, and you're definitely not going to please, please everybody at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'll so, tell you another thing, Joseph, find somebody like uh, I would tell anybody, find somebody like a Cameron and like a Trent. I've been very blessed. If God hadn't put them in my life, wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. So have faith, get hardworking people and just trust the process that it'll work out. Yeah. Find you people, have people that, have, that, that care about that your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the most important things in this thing is, is having people who are uh, bought into the vision for the company and not just for themselves. Absolutely. Right. And take yeah. care of those people. Yes. Yeah. So a life of sales, man. And when you have people in your business that understand that, and that's actually we're we're starting to do biweekly meetings with all of our employees because a lot of people believe we live, and that's what my dad was saying, people believe we live in an information society. So it's how do you take a 16-year-old's mind and really teach them and train them on life is an information. So when somebody goes out of their way to come to our location, put their car in park, get out in the cold and walk all the way in, they're not there to get information. Something sparked their mind of interest. Part of them wants to do it. It's your job to capitalize on that and convert them to a membership, you know, and, you know, you'll see employees, they, you know, they mess up because they're not used to this. They didn't grow up in sales. So, you know, somebody will come in, Hey, do you have a sheet about your pricing? Yeah, here you go. And they hand them the paper and they're like, okay, thanks. Bye. And they leave. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Have that. Cause if you want to succeed, you absolutely can't have that. You need to figure no. out, Hey, what's you your to sit down with the, the prospects and have a conversation with them, but they, about what they want, basically. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's what it's about. So, yeah, but guys, I think, you know, we are running short on time here, but before we sign off, where can our listeners find you guys on the social medias and the website? Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, Lakeside Fitness 247 for our first location and Lakeside Fitness Danville for the second one. Uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook, same username. So yeah, and, check uh, us out there. Website, www.lakesidefitness247.com. Awesome, you guys. Thank you guys for sharing that. I want to thank you both for hopping on the podcast today and sharing all your insights and learnings about being a gym owner. 
Um, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show is Mr. Lance Gibbons of Hard Exercise Works Fitness, coming to you from Stewart, Florida. Lance, what's going on, man? How are you? What's going on, Joe? Doing good here. So, I am incredibly well. I appreciate you asking. I'm excited to get into this. I got to ask a few questions of my own before we started this recording, um, but I believe in context. And so, for the people listening here, Lance, for who aren't familiar with HEW Fitness, give us a little bit of a, a descriptor. Tell us what HEW Fitness is, in your words. Uh, Hugh Fitness is a class-based, um, very CrossFit-esque like, um, but we deal with, I would call them class-based or I'm sorry, group fitness-based classes. Um, we do everything inside of an hour. We have a warm-up, a workout, and a cool-down stretch afterwards. Uh, we are a very community-based gym. Uh, so we really harp on the connecting with our members rather than just working out with that guy in the corner with the headphones. Uh, everybody's engaged. Everybody has an answer. Everybody's got a question and everybody's got a story behind why they go to the gym. Uh, it's our job at Q Fitness to kind of engage with that and kind of make them more than just a guy in the gym. Got it. Yeah. Now you sort of alluded to it, but how is that delivered it sounds like this is done somewhat in the class format is that correct correct we do one hour group fitness classes okay. uh so we have a warm-up in the beginning uh we lead everybody through that warm-up we show exactly what everything looks like uh and any progressions we have for that uh so if we have members that aren't exactly the fittest guy in the world or fittest lady in the world uh we show them what they can do if they cannot perform a movement uh for instance, uh, push-ups to knee push-ups, something that we typically understand, but somebody who hasn't stepped in the gym for a while may not understand. Yeah. So we can serve a variety of people. We don't have one hard and fast demographic that we go after. 
and for the purpose of our conversation, I think it's important for our listeners to know the gym, the gym owner community. This is a franchise, correct? This is uh, an extension of what was an original idea that you have taken and put your own stamp on. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. When did you get involved in this? Not necessarily when did the doors open on your location, but what was the time frame from the idea, hey, I'm going to open up my own gym to the day our business opened up officially? What was that time frame like? And, and tell us about that experience. Uh, I have been a member of Hue for going on almost about six years now. I would say the original idea stemmed from about a year in. Um, prior to this, I worked in automotive um, and it just kind of was always a hobby of mine. I was never overly fit. I was never overly anything. I was just an average guy who worked a nine to five and found a gym that I really fell in love with. Um, they really hit home with that community feel uh, and from that, it was about four years of just constantly nagging in the back of my head, like, hey, this would be a cool deal for a, a business. Hey, this would be a really cool job, like, to yeah. own it and to work it. Um, so I would say really, as realistically, about four years of brainstorming and bash my head against the wall of the <laughs> nine to five to really yeah, kind everybody of everybody that listens to this podcast knows what it is that you're talking about by the way so continue yeah. please uh so nine to five was driving me crazy um my wife and i had officially decided to really realistically take a really hard look at this see how this potentially could work um and from then it was about I would say about another year of talking with the franchise owners, mm -hmm. talking with my business partner. Uh, we ended up taking on a partner just to make sure everything went as smoothly as possible and that I had all the coverage and backup that I needed. I've got two little boys at home and a wife as well. So I need to provide for myself as so much. This as... had to be more than just us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it was about eight to 10 months of searching for a place talking with other gym owners, talking with the franchise owners, talking with my friends that own the gym I went to about their personal experiences, personal thoughts on the owners, personal thoughts on your freedoms. And it was realistically about 10 months. And then all of a sudden we were, we had a lease, we had a location, we had uh, a crap ton of stuff. <laughs> ordered yeah. from Rogue. Um, Quite a we bill, I'm sure. Eagerly waiting on. Um, so we ran through a lot of that stuff very quickly at the end. Uh, but it was say, about eight to 10 months of searching. Yeah. Once so we long, long it runway it. of prep yeah. time. When was it that you officially opened up the doors? January 31st was our first workout in the gym. This year, um, okay. This current year, 2022. Um, our grand opening will be February 28th. Um, that was when we officially took our first credit card, took our first member. Mm -hmm. We had 
I would say a good month of free workouts just to okay. get everybody involved realistically knowing what we do every day because every day's workout is very different yep. um we bounce around a lot so so about approaching a year in operation here in the next couple of months as you look back on that time Lance with a year under your belt as a, officially a business owner what's been your favorite part of this ride and what's been the toughest part of being a business owner so far I would say my favorite part is the numbers. Um, learning all of their names, uh, learning their stories, learning what they do for work, learning what makes them tick, why they have the struggles they have, uh, why they joined when they joined. Mm. Um, that would be my favorite part of the gym. Um, Put that around now, the not-so-favorite part. Yeah, the not-so-favorite part is personally um, just the business aspect of it. I'm a very hands-on person. I like to get things done and move through things quickly and just kind of more of a doer rather than a planner. Uh, so I rely on my business partner for that uh, a lot of times. But here in the gym, as you and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, uh, that that doesn't exactly work out. It's not cut and dry. Uh, so I do a lot of that stuff on the back end, of course, the planning, the prepping, sure. the business side of things and the advertising, all of that kind of falls on me and my business partner. But yeah. more, than, more than I'd like, a lot, it falls of, a lot on of people me. would agree with you. I think when we talk about the whys of people getting into gym ownership mm -hmm. rarely is it because they love facebook ads manager or they love being <laughs> at a crm they love sending out monthly or weekly billing and mm -hmm. none of this is the glorious part of being a gym owner they do it yep. because they love packed classes, slinging barbells. They love the, the energy and the camaraderie and sweating on each other and bumping elbows. It's, yeah. it's uh, even the way that you talk about it, it's necessary. Don't get me wrong. This is a business oh, yeah. at the end of the day and these things have to happen, but it's certainly not the glamorous side of, of dreaming of opening up a gym one day. Walk us through how that's happened, at least so far. You mentioned a lot of a lot of the back end comes to you. And, and I would assume that we have a couple more people today than we did on day one. Um, but what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you from a, a marketing and advertising standpoint, at least so far? Uh, as far as marketing, we had a, a marketing company we worked directly with when we first opened. Uh, they helped us get our name out there um, we had some struggles when we first started based on the, the gym in the area. Um, we came in from a failed location, uh, reopening a new location in the same place. Uh, so we really had to had our work cut out for us in terms of recreating that name and that location. Sure. Um, so with that, they helped out a lot as far as the ads go the saturation in the area but they really didn't tell the right story 
Um, they were just there's a, the kicker. Yeah, they were just a an ad in your face that would show up on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok nowadays that would just blast everybody out. And oh well, that's yeah, I've seen them. I've I've seen them before. It doesn't really give a good enough story behind it. Yeah, I think unfortunately in our industry, and especially if for people, for regular listeners of this podcast, to find a gym owner who regularly invests in marketing, it is rare. And to find a gym owner who regularly invests in marketing, who is happy with the result and thinks that it's productive is even more rare. I think yeah, there's I no shortage of, of companies or people who know how to run ads, but fitness is such a unique beast. Even individual locations like this are so unique and to blast a generic ad like that out, who knows what we're going to get walking through the doors on the back end. They may have no idea what they're actually there for. And then we're either burning through money, burning through time in sales consults. And it typically doesn't, produce a net positive in the end it sounds like you guys didn't have the best of experiences and have gotten away from that strategy is that right uh we eventually uh concluded our kind of contract with them uh we do our own ads now oh okay how's that Uh, so it's going well um better than i expected um (laughs) now (laughs) instead of instead of just using those sticker ads everywhere uh, we use a lot of our in-house testimonials. Um, that way it does a better job of grabbing your attention. It gets a, for lack of a better term, average looking person in front of somebody who may or may not be average looking person and they can relate to what they're talking about. Mm. And Congruency. Yeah, exactly. The marketing and the product actually match. Yep. So you've been doing this in-house. We, we found at least mild success so far. Mm-hmm. Take me to the next step here, Lance. I think this is important. Just getting leads in doesn't much do anything for the business. At some point, we need to sign those, per, those people up as, as actual paying clients. So of you course. guys get a lead wherever it comes from, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Google, whatever the platform. Walk me through what that process typically entails until the moment that person actually does sign up. Who are they talking with? Where does that conversation take place? What's that conversation about? What do they sign up for? Tell us all. We get the leads in here. Um, We typically answer them within 15 minutes. Uh, That way we jump on the fire while it's hot. Uh, They're still hopefully scrolling through whatever we grab them on. Um, And hopefully they answer the phone. as a first line of defense, the first thing we do is call them and text them at the same time. Uh, just uh, two fronts, because personally, I don't answer phone calls. I don't typically answer. I don't. You and I them. both <laughs> never. So at least I contact them and they have a one-way conversation, standing them, staring them right in the face. Um, at that point, we set a first, first class um, with us. The first class is always free. Okay. That way there's no obligation, whether they liked it or not, they can walk out knowing they at least get a free workout, even if they didn't like it. Oh, okay. 
Um, at that point, we typically call them either the same day or the next day, just to make sure they're staying hydrated, making sure if they were feeling any type of way after the workouts that we know about it. Uh, if they had any lightheadedness, of course, if they're an unseasoned gym member, um, that way we know exactly what they're dealing with and we can kind of help them understand what they're dealing with and get them to the next level and helping them understand that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, typically- So after just to recap, class, to pause for a moment, I apologize, to pause for a no, moment no recap here. First contact, we're attempting phone call and text just to get in touch with them. Yep. The goal being schedule free session. Yep. Session happens, they experience test drive the car, if you will, mm -hmm. go home, and then we re-engage the conversation to talk about what comes next. Is that correct so far? Correct. Just to see exactly how they're feeling. Okay. Uh, we want to gauge their interest, of course, in the gym after the first workout. Uh, but following in the conversations after that, we should at least know um, what they thought of the class. When their endorphins are running, they're feeling extremely fatigued, but high on the mountain after a workout, we kind of have a, a pulse on that. And then we go based off of that into that conversation, text or phone call to see how they're feeling following the same day. Um, and then we engage them at that point to see exactly when their next workout would be. Hmm. Uh, when do you, you, when do you do see you find that it's a challenge to get back in touch with people or has that not been an issue so far? Uh, about 50, 50. I see. Um, for most of the conversations we have after that first workout, they're sold. Uh, to where that conversation, that reach out afterwards is literally just to see how they're doing uh, because they've already expressed they loved it or on the flip side, it's not exactly what they're looking for. It was a little too aggressive or we did too much cardio. Maybe there was too much weightlifting, stuff like that. We usually have a pulse on that after the first workout. Got it. So in terms of the 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 fulfillment and the delivery of the class aside, in terms of the sales process, this is an incredibly low pressure tactic compared to many other options within the, the industry. Is that, is that by design? Um, we don't, I personally don't want to attack anybody with prices. Um, but of course, that is literally, as you and everybody else knows, it is literally the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, okay, well, I liked it, but what's it going to cost me? Uh, we have a very straightforward approach with pricing. Uh, we have a unlimited option. We have a three-day week option. We have a two-day week option. And if we have a member for life, we've got year and six-month options as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, people can pick what makes sense for, for their circumstances at least. Correct. Beyond that, Lance, I think a year in, we can start to establish retention metrics and, and where we've gone well and where we still have room to improve what influences people sticking around for the long haul in your mind the most where are we focused to keep people members really just engaging the clientele with the community aspect of it um, i can only do so much to gain someone's respect and understanding but at the same time, if I can get that person to engage with another clientele, with another client, with another member, um, 
and they're going to have that conversation in and outside of the gym, that is 100% where we lie. Uh, that is 100% where we, our strengths lie. Uh, we really try to engage with that community aspect of it and really drive that home to where it's working out in a fun environment to where you don't really have to work to get it. Yeah. Now, it's probably, it's probably tough to forecast this thing out. We've, we've got approaching a year of experience, like we said. So I'm sure a lot of this has just been getting our bearings. But as you think about the future and your goals for this business, where do you want to see two years from now, three years from now? What is, what's kind of the long-term vision for this? Ultimately, as far as a gym, um, currently we're sitting at a 2,000 square feet location. Um, we are not too limited by that. Uh, current class size is anywhere between four on a really, really slow day. And I'd say about 16 to 17 on a very packed class. Um, I would see either, I would say probably opening up another bigger location uh, in the in next year and a half to this one or moving? Uh, moving to it. I see. Uh, we are in a very gym dense area. Uh, we have a lot of competition. Uh, we are not the only boutique style fitness class in the area. So we've got our work cut out for us, uh, but we do have things that we offer that they don't. Um, so for that, growing the community, number one, of course, um, and then keeping our members happy, of course, obviously. Uh, but one. with that, sure. priority one is always the clientele. Um, keeping our, our coaches happy, content, engaged, um, but ultimately moving to a new location would be my next big hurdle that I'd like to see. I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. It's a fun conversation because I mean, you can take it in whatever direction you want. This is your business at the end of the day, Lance, you know, yes, yeah. a year, a year in, like I said, it can be, it can be challenging to solidify that vision, but at least as things stand now a little bit larger of a location and growth, right? Membership growth across the cards. We're looking to continue to improve on the product that's clearly already been proven, right? Sounds like the product of this is really, really good. How do we expose it to a larger audience? I think that's a challenge that our entire industry finds itself in at this moment. How do we get people to come back to group training in person? How do we get people to be okay and accept that in-person fitness and, and fitness in general should be a priority for them. Oh, yeah. You and everybody else in our space will have to fight that fight. But Lance, this has been a bunch of fun, man. As we start to wrap our conversation up, I want to save a little bit of time for you to be able to tell people where they can learn more about what you do. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people find out about your location? With our location, we are a franchise. Uh, we are located in Stewart, Florida, um, but we do have a parent company that has, owns that website, qfitness.com. Uh, we each have our own sub page on that, uh, on that site itself. Um, 
but we are located in South Florida, uh, Treasure Coast side, Stewart, Florida, specifically. Um, mm -hmm. Social media? Uh, social media, we've got Instagram, we've got Hugh Fitness Stewart. I've got Facebook as Hugh Fitness Stewart as well. Uh, we've got a members only page as well to kind of drive that community aspect of it, not necessarily be blasted all over everything so everybody can see it. But we have uh, Hugh Fitness Stewart on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, my wife dabbles in TikTok from time to time. So uh, we've got our personal TikToks that we push with that as there well. There you go. Connect with Lance and wife and the Hugh Fitness team on all of those platforms. Lance, this has been awesome, man. I, I enjoy learning about businesses like this, and I appreciate your willingness to share uh, uh, what's gone well and, and where we're still looking to improve as a business. So we're a bit shy on time, but I thank you, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the opportunity to come on. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.